What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rideshare Rodeo Audio Podcast, episode number 309. And I was just looking, and I don't know why, but I thought I had three more podcasts for the year. Obviously, this week and then next Tuesday will be the last two of the year. Um, so this week, we're going to get into a couple of topics. We're going to talk about uh, briefly about... Um, my hotshot delivery to Richfield, Utah, uh, that I did for a last mile courier. But the big piece that we're going to talk about is the testing that I have been doing for Parapulse and the blocks of shifts that I did food delivery primarily and on six of the eight only DoorDash. Um, so no multi-apping, um, only DoorDash. On two of them, I added in Uber Eats, but it was almost like I wasn't multi-apping because Uber Eats wasn't really showing anything. So um, it's pretty much when I get to that point today, we're just going to talk about it in a DoorDash sense, even though realize that two of those shifts, Uber Eats was on too. Again, I was not multi-apping. Any of the other six was just DoorDash and just Parapulse um, just to do some testing. But they were, you know, I was taking blocks and having to schedule and seeing how things are compared to how they were years ago, how they were at the beginning of the year when I was doing some other testing and um, and also using it too. But um, all right, uh, let's jump off here. Um, you can now, guys, check this out. So now with the audio podcast, you can now download the transcript for the weekly audio podcast. So I'll, I'll be putting that on the website because, um, yeah, a lot of people have asked me. It was a feature that wasn't offered without paying actually a pretty sizable fee like I was I was surprised with all the with all the features out there and things that can be done for fairly cheap you know like um, almost like apps some are apps you know that can just do things like create a transcript I was thinking that'd be like a two dollar a month service most of them were well over 10 bucks and that's just a lot um, and, and even those had like limits to how much you could do. It was like an hourly thing. So you could get like five hours a month. Well, my podcast go way over that. So then there were other plans, but now, um, is it, uh, I want to give credit to the right place. StreamYard is now producing VTT files after you record. I don't know if it's just for the professional level. Um, but, uh, you can get a VTT, uh, script download very, very quickly. Um, after you're done recording too, um, and only it, it, the processing is very quick. It processes about as quick as the audio. So, uh, I was also trying to get, and you guys know this, rideshare rodeo website done before the new year. Well, folks, it looks like that won't happen, and that's because it is live now. <laughs> yes, that's right. RideshareRodeo.com is now live. Again, it, it's been live, guys. I mean, like I always say it, right, go to rideshowrodeo.com. But really what it did was just redirect you to uberliftdrivers.com, which is a website that is um, daily posting of news articles, um, sometimes originals, but a lot of aggregated news. And it has been, uberliftdrivers.com has been, I, I've been running that website and started it in March of 2017, right around the time... Um, Dara or before Dara Kashishawi came on to Uber and I started it in when I started it in March 2017 Travis Kalanick was still the CEO and some of the most crazy stuff was going down it still wasn't announced he was going to be gone but I just kind of knew like things had been crazy with Travis anyway um but that they were getting crazier so I'm like this is weird I'm going to start kind of documenting this and that's how that all started now you just go to rideshare-rodeo.com. Um, you will see that you go to the landing page. Um, and on there, 
you can uh here let me let me bring it up for you guys on there you can uh you'll see that if you scroll down you'll see the most recent audio podcast um so episode 300 uh number 308 you can play it you can download it you can share it you can like it you can read the description also right above that now that's on rideshare you can listen to them and download them right from the website but also on there, I put some of the top players. Now, you can find Rideshare Rodeo, or Rideshare Rodeo Podcast on all podcast uh, players, anything you might use to listen to podcasts worldwide. We're now the top 5% of all podcasts in the world. So, um, But on the website, I have uh, also listen on, I have listen on right before you start scrolling down in case you don't want to listen just from the website, in case you already use some of the ones I'm about to list. But to be honest, um, right off the website sounds great. You can download them for free. Everything's there. But you can listen on Google. You can listen on uh, Spotify. You can listen on Amazon Music, Pandora, um, TuneIn. You can listen on iHeartRadio, uh, Player FM. You can listen on, uh, on Podcatcher. And any other pod player in the world that you like, it's there. Um, also... If you're looking on a computer, you'll see them across the top. Otherwise, you will see the three uh, three dash menu bar on any on on a tablet or on a phone. If you click that, you will see five links: home, gig news blog. Gig news blog takes you to Uber what Uber Lyft drivers is, and that will stay the all the daily news. So that will always be updated. So from there, you can just do it from here. You can subscribe through my provider Podbean. Um, in case I do lives on Podbean, which I occasionally do, you can also get to the with Paralink and see what we're doing for ParaPass and ParaWorks, and you can get to the social links um, from there. So it's it's done, guys. I mean, there are some touching up I'll do after the new year, but I was trying to get it done to launch by New Year. I was stoked to finally, for once, be that ahead of something. So um, there are definitely some things coming in the new year to it, but. Um, it's launched because it's ready. It's, it's cool. <laughs> uh, so, um, okay, before, I got two major things we're going to touch on today. Like I said, we're going to talk about this qu quickly. We'll talk about the hotshot delivery I did for Curry. Um, and then we'll also go into the pulse and DoorDash testing in my market that I've been doing. Um, and for those who are listening on audio podcast, uh, the last mile this week, the last mile is every Wednesday for audio podcast listeners. Um, every Wednesday at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, I do go live for an hour and I do talk about last mile or off-brand apps. So it doesn't have to be last mile courier services. It could be catering apps. It could be para. It could be, you know, I'm just, I'm not looking to have, I'm not talking about the giants on there. All the channels talk about the Giants. That is a show specifically not about the Giants, unless it's in the term of a comparison. So um, we will talk real. Oh, so a week. So tomorrow, Wednesday, you guys will see that I'm going to be doing a um, the normal live um, last mile. But the only time I'm going to make an exception is the following week will be a pre-recorded. It will also be a pre-recorded Para on Thursday, the Para Live. This week on Para Live, we have the CEO of Maestro. So join us on Thursday uh, Live, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on the Para Gig Smarter channel on YouTube, and also the Roundtable tomorrow night, um, always uh, on Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern. But the week after is Christmas on Monday, and... That Wednesday, I'm going to have a pre-recorded Last Mile. I'm going to have a pre-recorded Para, um, and it's the history of Para. And I'm going to have, we're going to have a um, highlight reel for uh, Roundtable. So next week, the audio podcast in 13 minutes on Saturday will drop. But other than that, I'm not sure. You'll see, you might see me here or there. I, I don't know. I Maybe I'll even cut up some videos. I've been trying to put out some shorter ones. But I just wanted to bring you up to speed on that. It's good to keep people in the loop. Uh, as for um, something that you guys should know about, something that should be on your radar before we fully jump in, um, there was a Forbes article that came out on 
Jeez, I think it was December. I think it was December 14th. It was last Thursday. Yeah, December 14th. And it was um, it was in Forbes. And it was written by a man named Len Sherman. Okay, if you guys aren't familiar with Len Sherman, he um, is usually pretty open and honest about his findings. And... You don't. You, I don't know. When I read Len, I don't. I don't feel like I do with some of the journalists um, who write on Uber and Lyft. And I know sometimes it's not the journalist's fault. It's the publications for which they're they're writing these articles that have ties to these companies. So you know, a great writer might write it, give it to the editor, and they're like redlining things out. So you know, it it might not always be the best version of somebody's piece, and you might go, I don't like the way he writes. It might not be his writing. It might be cleaned up. But Len Sherman wrote a scathing article last Thursday on Uber. Um, the title is Uber's CEO hides driver pay cuts to boost profits. Now that dropped on Thursday the 14th. And by the, by the evening of Thursday the 14th, about 10 hours after it dropped, it was pulled from Forbes.com and from any publications that they still had the ability to pull it from. Um, Nobody knew. They didn't say why it was pulled. It just if you had a, if somebody sent you a link, it went to a 303 page not found. So there was not even like sometimes they'll put like a pause on something or say, you know, we're waiting for a response or and it was just gone. So that was weird. And then Monday, the article came back up on Forbes, same title. And there is a preface in the beginning that says um, Uber needed to respond to this. So Len Sherman, the, the author of the article, he also carries a lot of weight with Forbes. So um, he was like, that's fine. Let them have their words. I, I'm surprised they didn't say that it's, you know, we're waiting for a response or something like that. Um, maybe it's just that they ran the article too early before getting the response. Although in the article, it says they asked for a response and they did not receive one. Usually that means... I mean, companies like Forbes have interviewed these companies many, many times. So they know, you know, like, hey, listen, if we put out, we need a comment on this story. And if they don't get one in 48 hours they'll, or 24 hours, they'll run the story anyway. Because it's like they're not going to comment. But it wasn't until the story was ran and it was immediately shot down. If you guys haven't read it, um, please go look that up. I will put the link into the show notes. It will be the only hyperlink in here. Um, and I do know a couple sources that it's up on in case it gets pulled down from Forbes again, as well as I've created a PDF document that I will put up for download if they do pull it back again. Because again, guys, this is one of the most scathing articles that the title does tell it all. Um, so Uber's CEO, they're talking about Derek Ashishawi, hides driver pay cuts to boost profits. It's exactly what it says. You know, like the, some of the upfront, it's basically some of the upfront pricing and the way things are being done. They're, they're actually lowering driver's pay to try and make it look like the company's making money. This is Len Sherman's uh, assessment. His assessment is very well written and documented. Gridwise and another company were used for all the data. So you can't, you can't say the sample size wasn't big enough. Gridwise is one of the largest um, handlers of data in the country, maybe even in the world. Um, but regardless, they were able to, I mean, you can't debate them. They, they were able to pull so much data. But go check the article out. Again, it'll be in the show notes here too. Um, but okay, first let me, let's let's listen to, let, let, me, let me give you guys the breakdown of my Utah trip. And then we'll get into this Pulse and DoorDash thing. Took a long haul yesterday or I'm sorry, I'm losing track of days on, when did it leave? Monday? Wednesday. Yeah, so I left Monday at 11 a.m., uh, Denver to Richfield, Utah. Uh, Denver to Richfield, Utah was just under seven hours. Um, the round trip was 917 miles. Um, but so it was about seven hours there. I drove there. I drove and I had 250 pounds of die cast. Um, I think they were, you know, just something for a company. They were like their logo in different sizes. So I think they could put 
different things into the diecast to make it happen. But um, so it was a hot shot delivery to Richfield, Utah, and back. And I went all the way there. And then it's from Richfield back to the Colorado border, Grand Junction. It's about three hours. So seven, three, stopped a little bit. That's 10 hours. And I stopped and stayed with a couple friends that I had not seen in a while in Grand Junction for a few hours, had dinner, had some wine, and then got up the next morning, drove the rest of the way home, was back uh, 24 hours the whole cycle. And that was 800 bucks. And it was 900 miles I get to write off. I did a live stream going up the mountain all the way to the Vail Pass, which is where you start losing reception a little bit. And I was shocked to see how many people were having to think about, would I take that? So I guess I ask all of you, would you take that? If, if tomorrow it was a scheduled, you got an earlier than today, even if you're not, not, not like me and don't have a go bag ready. If you saw 900 miles or 450 miles one way, so it's, you're going to be driving 900 round trip and no bud soda. There's no stacking coming back. There's barely any DoorDash zones. You are in the desert. And I will give you an example of this. Um, there's even places where like you usually have to go 100 miles to the next gas station stop in Utah. It's pretty desert. Um, but so I had to hit a, uh, um, a rest area and, you know, it was basically just truckers because it's not the it's not summer. There's not people traveling through Utah. And I went up to the bathroom. It, it was a smaller little place. And I um, and I opened the door. And it was like a three stall for the men and then on the other side for the women and two sinks. And then it had one of those old radiant heat heaters, you know, the kind where you turn it and it's like steam, which kind of weirded me out because I've been through Utah so many times. I've really never seen that. I didn't know. I was like, why would you want this? But so anyways, there was like this radiant steam heater in there and it was it was really warm in the bathroom. And I looked as I, as I came in, I looked on, and I'm very used to through hiking back countries, stuff I do here in Colorado. I'm very used to encounters like this, but usually there's a noise and usually they bounce before you get to them because they feel your vibrations. But as I walk in, I see a rattler pulled up, curled up underneath that radiator, pushing his back up against because he was so cold. And the radiator looked like I didn't go over and touch it clearly, but looked like it was steaming hot. It was like wet hot. And so he's pushing his back up against it. When I first came in, I saw him and I was like, oh, shit. And then, uh, you know, his eyes slowly opened. Usually when I don't know if you guys have experienced seeing a rattler in person when I'm hiking and they're on the trail or something. One of two things happens. Their their tail goes boom immediately and goes for a while. Or it goes to like a 45 degree angle and it goes just like two or three times. But one or the other always happens. This guy didn't. He looked so lazy. He, it was kind of, it was almost comical. So he was under there curled and his eyes opened and he looked at me and he, it almost, I felt like he was giving me a look of, dude, it's cool. Go to the bathroom. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not moving, freezing. And it was very cold out in the desert, but I was like, no, thanks walked back out the door and I pissed on the building. So <laughs> hey, you know, I'm I uh I can deal with these type things, but I'm not gonna push my limits. So um so I'm checking things here. I all had a curry gig, but the PU is 350. But the pickup wait. Oh traveler, okay. Was it coming back to you though? Did you get an order, traveler? Did you get an order 350 miles from Syracuse, and then you you would have been driving back to Syracuse? I guess my point is with that. The first couple times I saw something like that, like I would see a Grand Junction. Grand Junction's like four hours away from me, but it'd be Grand Junction to Denver, and it was literally because they it, even if they had one or two curry drivers over there they weren't on or they weren't responding or weren't accepting or whatever. So I would see, sometimes I'll see orders like that come here. And um, I've actually taken one. I've actually taken one where I had to go that distance. Um, now I took the time to call Curry. I know that like, if you're doing something short and it gets canceled, you call Curry, they give you that cancellation fee. But I called them and said, listen, I'm driving four hours. 
um, a $20 compensation is if it gets canceled is, or reassigned is not going to help me. Um, can I, can you confirm that this is, uh, um, locked in for me? And they were like, yep. And they actually, you could, it almost seemed like you could tell they were doing something. So I don't know if that's, maybe I should even ask Jesse or somebody else on the team, because maybe that's even something you should do. Now that's just something intuitively I thought to do because I'm like, I'm not driving all that way. And I get halfway and they're like, Oh, he's so slow. He's not going to make it before we close. I'm going to, I'm going to assign it to another driver. No, 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 no. Cause that $30 wouldn't do me any good then. But I guess I would say in those type cases, um, you know, make sure that, uh, you, that you do call if you're, if you're going to get something far away enough, if you're taking it far away and you're picking it up local, no worries. Um, example, when I did this Utah one, I called ahead because it said I couldn't pick it up till the following morning at 11 a.m. Didn't like that because it's such a long haul. I really wanted a 7, 8 a.m. pickup. And I called the day before. I've done this before, too. And actually, once it actually helped. But I said, is there any way I can get it um, first thing tomorrow when you guys open? And she said, unfortunately, this one will be ready exactly at 11. So I was like, OK, no problem. But again, no harm in asking. It's a little, this is why I say it's a little different than DoorDash and all these others because you, um, you know, there's a, I guess there's a little more work involved, guys, and there's a little more responsibility level. But that's why the pay is better. That's why the offers are better. That's why you're not dealing with, I don't know, it's at least for me. This is what I'm saying. So Josh, Josh has seen more curry offers this week than he's seen. Than I see during busy summer season. Yeah. And the, I guess maybe part of it, I don't know about for you, Josh, but the last couple of weeks had been not dead, but slow. Um, the offers were coming in slow, but our weather was so nasty too, that sometimes that just happens. Like if the weather's really bad, like all Sherman Williams are shut down. They're not doing paint unless the painting is being done inside and not at re not even inside of a new build but inside and it's a small batch ordered by a contractor. But I mean, I don't even know if they would, maybe they just don't even open um, because they need, they, their quality is so high that they, they need it to be. But um, you know, you know, you're not supposed to leave it outside and paint can freeze all this stuff. But so when the weather gets bad, that happens, but I was sh shocked because it was really slow. But then when I looked back, cause I've almost, it's almost been three years I've been on Curry. <laughs> um, or April will be three years. Um, but this time of year, normally it's when I jump, now is when I jump over to the other apps from Curry is usually right after Thanksgiving until like end of January. So it's not, and, and I'm in Colorado, so we get harsh weather all the way till, you know, April or May. But some, some reason, even in the past years, February is always picked right back up when February is dead for other apps. But January seems to follow suit. And December even is usually pretty damn slow for Curry, I got to say. I, I, like Josh, am kind of amazed, but I also know they're bringing on a lot more clients um, and, a, and, and a lot more big national clients. So um, I'm glad to see it uh, because I this is where I've normally pivoted and worked other apps for a couple months. So if Curry can keep doing it, man, right on. You know, it's just, I guess it's another sign of their growth. You know, it still amazes me how many people for Curry are still on the uh, are still on the um, waiting list, and how many people who have gotten off the waiting list, uh, you know, they're they're newbies to this. They see all these, they see offers, or they're not seeing them yet. And I'm watching them go through the same thing I've seen everybody go through for like three years. The only person who's been on Curry as long as me that I know of is my friend Dana in Boston. Um, Dana and I do pieces together once in a while, and he's very familiar with it too. So, when, I mean, to me, when I talk to him, we're not using box trucks or sprinter vans or things like that. So we're not in the bidding side of it. We're both on the app platform side of it. And so we always have pretty common stories because the Boston market is very comparable to Denver's, um, especially with the last mile app. So our conversations usually are right there with each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, guys, look, Curry didn't used to, when they onboarded me, took me forever to get my first one, took me for a, a while to get my first five. And this is almost three years ago. And ever since, you know, I've been building, 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 building. So yeah, I see a lot of offers now, 
Um, our market's grown. It's great. But if they can keep things going through the winter too, amazing. So I would be stoked. Okay, guys, now let's move into uh, this piece. And again, um, I am the last mile tomorrow uh, will be just last mile, kind of the last of the year talking about winter and, you know, maybe what to expect from some of these last mile apps, as well as a couple other things. And we'll just be talking nothing about big apps. And the week after, like I said, last mile is normally not about this, but this is more about the comparison. So I'm going to talk about it today. But I'm gonna if you if you guys actually want to watch next Wednesday is December 27th, December 27th on YouTube on the Rideshare Rodeo channel. I will be live for an hour from 7 p.m. Eastern, for or 4 p.m. Pacific, for one hour. And you guys come join, ask questions in the live chat. But what I'm gonna do is show a lot. I'm gonna actually go through my DoorDash experience. And what I see happening and maybe even how, how a little legislation is tying in, not just New York, but other places. And um, I'm going to show my screenshots of the few offers that I was receiving, the ones I took, some of the, I'll, I'll just kind of, it'll be a little bit more of a visual. But this one today is written out more for the, for the audio podcast. And so I wanted to talk about it here first anyway. Okay. So Parapulse has launched in the Para app. If let's let's real quickly talk about Pulse before I bring in the DoorDash factor because I was going to do this a couple ways. I was going to turn on Pulse and turn on Uber Eats, turn on DoorDash, turn on everything I could that I have connected. And I will get to that point, but at first I've been having a lot of I really want to understand why every market with DoorDash is down so bad. Um I mean the other apps like Uber Eats is down a little. You know, I mean, DoorDash has lost a huge amount of their volume. So I figured, why not test Parapulse, which is new, and that at the same time. So what Parapulse is, guys, is if you have the Para app, we did do a couple things and a couple of updates and changes. So it has moved around a little bit. In the it's only been out for a couple weeks. It is free still. Um, and And... You don't have to connect accounts yet, but I want to talk to you guys about this real quick. So if just download the Para app, it's free. Um, if when you're in the Para app, okay, I'll go into mine so I can I can like be looking and tell you guys. So I'm launching the Para app right now. Um, oh, of course, I got to do that. Um, but so when you go into it, if you haven't been in it in a while, it's a whole new look, first of all, guys. Uh, but second of all, Okay, so I launched Para. What you see real quick is uh, you can set up auto decline now at the top. Um, it still has all the flagging features. You can still connect. Um, uh, you can still connect. Uh, hold on. <laughs> there was a ParaWorks gig in there. I had to get out of my. Um, you can still connect your accounts in Drive. So you'll see five buttons at the bottom. You're in the Para account or in the Para app. It's very clean. Um, in the upper right hand, it has your account, and in there you can see, um, you know, what's connected, what vehicles you have, all that kind of stuff. At the bottom, you have home. On home, you can you can enable uh, mileage tracking, which is now super, super um, dialed. And David for a while thought it was off. It's not. It's it's spot on, and it's great, and it exports right to tax documents and tax software. You can set up auto decline. You can touch pulse and pulse on the home screen says find busy areas in your town. Now I'm touching pulse right now. Now I have a universal pulse account because of working with para. So I can zoom out and zoom into any area, almost like we, we can do with roadie, but you guys won't be able to do that in your markets. However, if you have questions, about, hey, Pulse isn't working or whatever, email me steve at withpara.com. I can look on my map at your market and see if I'm seeing something. If not, um, either there aren't enough users or uh, to make it to make it go, or there's an issue, or I will find out regardless. But so if that's Pulse, I'll come back to it in just a second. At the bottom, right next to home, there's five buttons at the bottom is works. Para works for all that you guys should know, but if you don't, 
PeraWorks is like a delivered that or a delivered or any of the catering apps that um, that Easy Cater and some of the other uh, um, catering offer providers dispense to who used to dispense to DoorDash, but those days are gone. They're not using DoorDash anymore since it is not a catering service. Um, next to works in the middle is drive. Now, if you hit drive, um, you can set up a lot of things in here. You can, you can set up your drive settings. So you can set up, uh, your, um, auto decline in there. Um, right now I will tell you, I don't know a lot of people using auto decline. And again, we're about to get into that because, um, even people who normally did, because normally you'd see 200 DoorDash offers in a day, because now you're only seeing, you know, a handful of those 200. And they're not, I'm not saying they're all great either, but because the volume of even what you're just seeing is so down, people want to see them right now. So maybe people are even like, I'm not sticking with my normal filters. I want to see the offers at least because I might take some that normally I wouldn't have, which is a sad fact, but... Um, you'll also see preferences if you go into there. Like I have my DoorDash linked. I have my Uber and Uber Eats linked. And I still have my Lyft linked. My Grubhub was linked, but um, I in during the summer, I was, uh, I was in that um, overnight offboarding like 30% of Grubhub users in the country. I was one of those and I never reactivated it. I don't do enough Grubhub. Um, maybe one day and I'll deal with it then. But at the very top now, I've got DoorDash, um, Uber Eats, Uber and Lyft linked to my account. But above that, it says go online. It says Paradrive offline and there's like a green play button. If I push that, um, it now says Paradrive online and it shows a red stop button. So now I have engaged Paradrive. So any features like flagging, if I want to flag a business, I don't want to go there again, or I want to do this, or I want to see how far uh, Uber Eats uh, exact locations are. There are some features that are attached by attaching these um, you get through Paradrive. The other thing that you're doing with Paradrive though is, um, let's go back to the home screen and go to Pulse, is that now... If I turn my Paradrive on, I am now giving an anonymous data to the Parapulse to show where the pings are, to show where rideshare and deliveries are coming in. Okay, so again, guys, probably until like the end of January, if you have connected accounts and you don't hit go online, you'll still see Parapulse. If you don't have connected accounts, you'll still see Parapulse. The, it, the only thing is, is that it would be a lot better if you do hit uh, go online with, uh, do, do go online with Paradrive and, um, and then open Pulse because then you're giving uh, data and you're helping uh, crowdsource um, Parapulse so that we see more dots. And in some cities, we see so many. So, I mean, it's going to be like a learning curve for us too, because as the dots like in a New York City area become so many, it's almost like they're so overlapping. How much is it helping you? In Denver, like right now, I'm seeing six gigs in the past 10 minutes. Now it is, um, you know, it's Tuesday early morning. But what I will say is that um, on Friday night, like when I was doing all these dashes and stuff, I'll tell you, there was like 49, 50, 60 per 10 minutes that we're showing all over the Denver Metro. So you can see a lot of things that are very helpful to you. I was testing this and I decided, okay, I could be doing this. Um, I could be doing this for, um, let me shut all that down. So I could be doing this for multi-apping and see how it all works. Now, because I have those accounts connected, I don't have to launch the apps because they're already connected. When I hit go, they're already feeding into uh, Parapulse and they're anonymous, so it's all safe. But um, so I was help feeding it. However, I only opened DoorDash uh, for eight scheduled dashing blocks over the past few weeks, out of the past two weeks. And I, out of those eight, two of those were two-hour shifts 
where I turned on Uber Eats too. However, Uber Eats had nothing. So Uber Eats really did nothing for me. And so I would consider all of the eight dashing blocks that I did um, to be only DoorDash because there was a couple, there was only two of them that I was looking at Uber Eats too, but no. Um, so basically I did eight scheduled dash blocks. Some of them were two hours, some were four, some went a little over if it stayed busy. Um, we know that if you are scheduling and you're not a top dasher, I am not, I am a 15 percenter. <laughs> um, and I'm okay with that. I don't, I'm not going to ever just take blindly orders to be in a, in something that's already being eliminated anyway. I mean, top dasher is really becoming a worthless feature. Um, and in the new year, uh, we know that AR has to be removed from almost all the apps, at least in 16 states, removed. Um, so I don't know why DoorDash is still using it. We'll get into that here in just a second, though. But out of the eight scheduled dashes I did, I added them up. It was 27 hours or 26 hours, 26 and a half hours. Um, wait, is that right? Tw I'm sorry, 23 and a half hours. So some were three, some were two. I mean, but really when the dashes were up, sometimes I was even wanting to stay on, but the volume, uh, it's, you know, it would, it, it, it'll kick you off if you're not in a hot zone. Well, when I would get kicked off and the, sh and the schedule was up, I was zooming out on the Denver map, which has about 15 uh, dashing zones. And every one of them on a Friday night at eight was gray. I mean, it's just, it's crazy guys. And so this is what I talk about the uh, volume being down. So um, let's see, obviously on all eight of the dashes, I was using Parapulse. It is an awesome tool. The more drivers that are on it, the better. And it's free, guys. So please, gig workers, um, you know, engage Parapulse. Try it out. Email me, steve at withpara.com if you want any information on it and you want to know kind of what it's doing. I can tell you my take on it and uh, why I'm liking using it and uh, happy to help. So my takeaways from dashing over the last few weeks, and again, guys, a week from tomorrow which is Wednesday, the 27th, the last mile. I will talk about a couple of last um, end of the year things for the first 15, 20 minutes. And then I will, uh, and then I will talk about at least like 20 minutes probably of that at some point. I shouldn't say where it'll land. Might be in the start, might be in the middle, might be at the end. But 20 minutes of that hour will be dedicated to showing you guys screenshots of what I took away from all these dashes that I've been doing. Cause a lot of, you know, I do a lot of last mile stuff. I do a lot of off brand apps. I do some catering, but I'm not big and I, I'm back on Uber's rideshare, but I'm not big on doing food delivery. Uh, never was even when it was paying way better than it is. Now we all know it's down. Um, and with that, I'll say, you know, order volume is way down, way down. And that's confirmed guys. That's confirmed by, uh, data that's confirmed by, um, you know, they're what we were talking about how much they're down right now, that they're down almost 20% on their volume year to year, um, especially right now in the, in the holiday season. Um, but one thing we got to remember too, is that there's a few different sectors of, it doesn't matter how they distribute them, but there are three different, uh, variations of DoorDash. There is DoorDash delivery, there is the DoorDash LOP program, and there is DoorDash catering. A lot of people think LOP is the catering. It's not. Um, so there's DoorDash normal, DoorDash LOP, DoorDash catering. DoorDash catering is almost gone, you guys. I mean, I know they're struggling, but like I, we, Paraworks, we, we talk with Easy Cater and some of the other ones a lot. We've had uh, CEOs, we have CEOs on often, almost weekly, um, these these weeks with David and I, and we've talked to them as well. Easy Cater, one of the biggest in the country that was giving that was getting DoorDash the catering orders, they were doing that in the beginning with a contract with DoorDash. That contract is now broke, and all they do with DoorDash now is if food fetched, if uh, cartwheel, 
if delivered, if delivered that, if ParaWorks can't get an or, uh, a, del, um, a catering order out, then as a last ditch result, Easy Cater will go to DoorDash. But they are the last on the list to get anything from DoorDash. So it's basically like, okay, if we have to Hail Mary this because we did take the order. Again, I don't even like that solution because DoorDash, if DoorDash takes catering orders and they don't show up with them and they don't deliver them, no harm, no foul on them. And I hate that. I think that's just absolutely ridiculously wrong. Um, but um, yeah, it's slow. It's slow. It's slow. I've talked now, on top of the data that we've seen. I've talked to drivers like I always do in all markets across the country. And usually when volume's pretty down or tough times or summer slowdown for some, not for others. And people are like, I can't make any money right now. I can usually check around and talk to people in other markets who are like, no, I'm still doing it. Nobody's killing it right now. Nobody's killing it. Um, and I say that, I don't like saying those kind of terms because there might be that one guy, you know, like our friend um, Ron Boots in, in Hawaii. He does very well, but that's Hawaii. Okay, so there's one exception saying most of the continental U.S. markets are down extremely bad. Volume's down. Top dashers aren't getting much. Um, even the diamond dashers, like they can't make what they were making. So it's it's just a lot of ridiculousness. Some of it is not the fault of DoorDash other than they let way too many people get on the app. And we all know that. All the apps are oversaturated, but DoorDash has really gone above and beyond. And now DoorDash in a lot of states is facing the immigration problem worse than the other platforms because rideshare is a little tougher for um, for illegal immigrants to get uh, fake accounts. And guys, you can find fake accounts now on Facebook on Facebook uh, Marketplace, and it's sad. They're everywhere. Um, but nonetheless, DoorDash is one of the main ones that people are doing because it's so easy to fake to get on there. Um, so uh, it's, been a, it's been a long time since I, was having, since I was doing DoorDash. I never, almost never was able to Dash now. Out of all those hours that I just told you over the past two weeks that I've been taking scheduling and taking blocks, I was also checking to see after I do my curries for the day or something. And if I wasn't scheduled, before I'd go home, I'd just see. Or in the evening, I'd just see. Okay, is it a dash now, even if I wasn't scheduled? And I maybe saw two in two weeks where it was a little busy and it said dash now. Like, I think I ended up taking, I ended up turning on for one and going out for like an hour. The other one, I was like, uh, I don't know. And I was thinking about it, and like five minutes later, I'm like, I'll go off for like an hour. I came back. It was the whole Denver was gray. So I felt like maybe that was a little placating too, a little gamification. Um, but I got to tell you, after not doing DoorDash for so long, seeing that, and I know I'm not a top dasher, but seeing that never almost can you just dash now, you need to schedule, seeing how few scheduling opportunities there are in Denver, and being, again, I onboarded to DoorDash in 2020 um, in the early part of the pandemic. I am very familiar with the platform and how it works in my area. I was shocked to see how few of the DoorDash zones I could even schedule. I mean, like if I'm looking, especially early in the week, like Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, when it's pretty slow, there's usually, I, I will say for me, like maybe I could go to other zones, but in my zone, which is very, it's a very big zone. It's very... It's always been a hotbed. Um, usually there'd be none to schedule. Um, I'd have to look at Thursday, Friday, and even those I'd have to do a day or two in advance. But I did all that. I went through it properly. Um, there are just next to no offers coming through. Uh, one of the um, few things that I am excited about next year and this is weird because I'm really never excited about anything states are pushing, but this removal of the acceptance rate needs to go. Listen, we cannot be independent contractors and have an acceptance rate. I'll, I'll say it again. We cannot be independent contractors and have an acceptance rate. Those two do not go together. And even the definition, no matter, go to wherever you want. 
<laughs> go find any definition you want of independent contractor that will address this. The IRS rule addresses it, so you can find it on the IRS's site. Um, you can find it on some state and, go and, and federal government sites. But go anywhere you want and find, you know, can, can acceptance rate, you just have to find if acceptance rate can be used in establishing anything regarding an independent contractor. No, it cannot. It cannot. Um, so that's going to be gone. Um, tools. As, an as a true independent contractor, we are allowed to use any and all tools at our disposals. Um, for me, an example of doing these would be using Parapulse. I was using it for the mileage and I was using it to see uh, hotspots. You know, maybe you're using... Um, you know, maybe you're using one of Gary's apps. Maybe you're using Maestro. Maybe using Gridwise. Maybe you're using Solo. According to the TOSs, none of these are allowed. But according to independent contractor guidelines written by the IRS, which trumps the crap out of these companies, you are allowed all tools at your disposal. You are allowed, or any all tools is how I should have said that, because you are also 100% allowed to use those tools free and clear from the hiring entity. So again, free and clear from the hiring entity. So even though the hiring entity is simply a SAAS platform, software as a, a service that is just middlemanning you some offers and when you take them, you take them, you are free and clear to use any tools you want to get that work done of that entity, whether it be DoorDash or Uber. So you should be allowed to use any of the apps I just named. Um, that is going to be something that a lot of states are going to be taking away from these companies. Some of these I don't mind. I just know that we're opening the door to regulation. And regulation never, once you open that door, um, you can get all the people you want. And together even, you can't shut that door. Legislation, once it's there, it's there. It just becomes, um, once, once you actually have it, it becomes tweaking it out for many years. And usually it's not ever to the better of the people who need to benefit from it. There are instances, of course. Um, I will say that the on-time metric, uh, just like the AR needs to go, I will explain this more because I have an actual scenario with screenshots. So on the live I'm doing on December 27th, on the last mile, um, I will show, I will walk you through what I mean about on time because I had a lot of people telling me, a lot of people when I was going over this, that, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, um, you know, for, I'm going to give just one example Kim's side money plans. You guys have heard her here. She sits on the round table every week. Good friend of mine. She understands this stuff. And she said, you know, I've sat at like nine, it's either 94 or 96% um, on time for her. She said, I've sat, I've been at that for um two years it's never moved so it, it doesn't matter i get what she's saying but it does matter because it's again breaking independent contractor rules if i book the client then i am telling them when i'll be there then i'm on the hook if doordash is telling the client when i'll be there and the restaurant doesn't have the food ready and i'm late that's on doordash not me and we'll get into that more on the 27th um, I will say this, some of you are not going to like this at all, <laughs> but the completion rate, I got to say that, um, I know it moved from 80 to 90. I saw a lot of videos on YouTube. I saw people talking about it. I got to say, guys, I don't mind this. I don't understand how an 80% completion rate, to be honest, and I'm not siding with DoorDash. I'm just pointing out, I don't understand with any platform how 80% completion rate would be acceptable. Um, that means you, that if you at 80%, if you're running 80%, it means one out of every five orders you take, you're not completing. And we know that if you want to sign and it gets reassigned and, you know, who knows what happens. Not only sometimes, not only does the food get cold, not only sometimes is, or often is the food extremely late on arrival, but often it just never arrives. And so this is a system that I do think needs um, an overhaul. And to be honest, when they moved it to 90, I was like, okay, no big deal. Nobody should be under 90 anyway. But in reality, I'll tell you guys, and this is just my opinion, I think it should be 
Now, the only reason that I will backtrack that and say 90% is fine, though, is because DoorDash is such, does such an awful job running their platform that there are instances where I feel like maybe it wasn't your fault. Maybe you didn't hit unassign and it unassigns you and, it, and then it gave you a docs when that doc shouldn't have been at you or maybe your phone went out of range. I don't know. Or, or even just DoorDash screwed up. We know they deactivate people for no reason and not, and I don't mean it like they're throwing darts and just doing it for fun. I mean, like they mean to deactivate person A, but unfortunately they deactivate person B who did nothing just because they put in the wrong thing. I, I don't know. I'm just saying that. So I would think for, for an, on the, on the up and up companies, 95% plus is what it should be. For a company like DoorDash, who often is failing, screwing up for drivers, customers, and the support sucks all the way around, yeah, 90 works, I guess. It's just, to me, you know, this is why they lost catering, guys. <laughs> DoorDash, you know, had catering. There weren't really catering apps. Now there's catering apps everywhere. Why do you think they're around? Because they watched all these millions of DoorDashers screw it all up because catering is a different thing. Um, it requires different bags. It requires different equipment. It requires a different understanding. You're not just setting food on a doorstep, taking a picture and running. You need to go in, put it where it needs to go. You need to be very friendly. Um, you need to be outgoing. You need to be prepared to set up. So it just depends. Um, that's why you get paid more off or more money. Um Oh, so yeah, um, the completion rating, yeah, okay, 90's fine because DoorDash screws up. Now, I real quickly, again, on December 27th, I will be showing some of these screenshots as well, but we don't have earn by time here in Denver, but other parts of the state have earn by time. And Denver's the biggest metro city in uh, the biggest, hands down, biggest location in in. Colorado. Colorado Springs isn't even close. Fort Collins isn't even close. And all the other cities are smaller than that. Um, so the Denver Metro is huge. We don't have it. Summit County does have it. However, I believe um, because of the way Summit County works, which is Breckenridge, A-Basin, Keystone, Copper Mountain, and it's about an hour from Denver. So there's four ski and snowboard resorts and some backcountry up in Summit County and lots of fun things to do up there. And it's about an hour, hour 15 away uh, by car. And up there, um, you can do the earn by time. You can do the earn by hour. I am going to go. So basically, I am going to go over all the offers I saw here in Denver. I'm also going to go over um, one night that I worked in Summit County um, after snowboarding that I saw the earn by time come up. And I think I broke it down to where I understand that I know that some people debate this. I know some people have been lucky. Um, uh, my friend delivering with Ellen, um, she, she did earn by time. And I, I remember she was one of the first people to make, put a video out about it really. And she was doing it in Henderson, Nevada. And I asked her, did you see tips? And she said, oddly, I saw tips on most of the orders still. So I thought maybe it was a decent thing. I will tell you, after what I learned and what we will talk about next, not tomorrow, but Wednesday, December 27th, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, uh, catch the last mile, we will talk about this. But I think I've kind of got it a little bit figured out what they're doing. And what I will say here to leave you on a cliffhanger is earn by hour is a trick. It does not benefit anyone now the only exception i might give to that is some rural areas um and even that i'm gonna say i doubt though so i will get into that next week but i don't i don't even see how they're deceiving drivers it's a it i think that and i think part of the reason why it's not here in denver is because denver doordash drivers know what to expect it, unless you're brand new they know they know that orders are down right now so you not to expect as much but one thing that they know for sure when they see it the way I saw it in Summit County is that earned by time even looks like crap when you see it. So, and there's a reason, you know, we all assume they're going to give you the long, bad orders. Yeah, they are. They're going to give you the North tip orders probably. But um, one thing for sure, 
and I was I was seeing it in Summit County, and I talked to a couple drivers up there uh, who just were like, "It's just a nightmare mess." Um, is that uh, all the long ones for sure are in there? I can't say that they're all the worst paying, but all the long ones. And by that, I mean like if I get a twelve mile in Denver, that's one thing. That's tough. But if you get Silverthorn to Breckenridge, that's fourteen miles. But that, depending on weather, um, you know, the road from Frisco to Breckenridge is a single um, is a single lane. It's thirty five miles per hour. There's police all over it, so that that can take you forty five minutes to get just from there to there. So there's your whole hour. Um, and I, I mean, there were ones just trying to send you that way. Sometimes you do want to go that way, but we'll get into that next week. Um, so again, DoorDash catering. Anyone heard of it? <laughs> no matter. It is uh, non-existent now on the Door, DoorDash platform. And by 2024, it it probably will be gone, you guys. Um, so DoorDash uh, challenges are many right now. Um, less orders. So many drivers, it's crazy. Then add in the illegal accounts, which adds, which which is what I call the triple saturation. Um, will DoorDash continue to be around next year? Of course they will. Of course they will. But folks, um, for the first time outside of California and NYC, in 2024, we are going to see um, opportunity for smaller regional gig companies with full transparency and better pay to actually compete with the giants in many spaces and markets because the giants are going to be fighting many, many, many legal battles and legislation and all kinds of things. So, um, and that's not even to mention that, guys, I'm pretty sure most of you know this, but once the new year cracks, you'll definitely, if you're not, if you don't kind of always, if you're not always on top of it, you'll, you, you won't be able to avoid the fact that 2024 is a POTUS election year. We will be electing a president of the United States and most likely, um, we will be changing president of the United States. Um, I, I just don't see how uh, many people can vote for the inflation, um, the state of our economy, uh, the state of our uh, um, armed forces, the the state of our border, um, and again, I'm not saying one can. I'm not saying this candidate should be the guy. I'm just saying that the current candidate or the current president is not the guy, and he clearly can't handle the job. Um, but I mean, we should see that switch for sure. But that that actually puts. If you're thinking, yeah, let's just get through till it does switch. And again, it's I'm not saying who it should be. Maybe I, I to be honest, I believe the Republican and Democrat that look like they'll be the primary runners. I, I believe it should or I wish it would be two other people. <laughs> I wish it would be neither of them. Let's get some young blood in there and two people who have some good, real true ideas and are trustworthy, you know, more more green, more trustworthy. Um, and uh and let's see them kind of head off because it's, I don't know. But regardless, if you're thinking that that's a great thing because let's switch the powers there, that's probably going to happen. It will help. But that also means that from January until about June, because about June it stops, maybe July, like what presidential powers, what the pres- what the sitting president can do other than like pardons. Um, pardons is something you can do up till the last day. But pushing agendas and stuff like that doesn't happen. But that means at the start of next year, these agendas are going to be pushed harder than ever. That's why I've been saying we're going to see new legislation. Um, and Rideshare Rodeo 2024 will cover everything gig-related and state-by-state legislation. We have a lot of things coming up now. Um, you guys, did I mention RideshareRodeo.com is live now? So check it out. You can get to all the links from there. You'll have to play around a little bit. Um, and Para 2024, guys, download the Para app. Uh, contact me, Steve, at withpara.com for any Para questions. And anything related to the podcast, contact me always and anytime at Steve at rideshare rodeo.com. I love to hear from you guys. 
Uh, that said, guys, have a great week. Earn smart, be safe, and we will see you back here next week on Rodeo. Peace.